Date Advisor. In this increasingly digital world, dating has become a minefield to navigate. Gone are the days of simply boy meets girl, boy and girl fall in love, and boy and girl get married. No, it's boy swipes right on girl, girl ignores boy, boy catfishes girl, girl ghosts boy, and then appears on a totally different app in search of love. So, we've gathered a wealth of experienced daters to discuss the problems and help you get through it all as unscathed as possible. On today's podcast, long-term single business girl Siobhan, delirious dating damsel and Tinder girl. Uh, Our two latter scribes uh, both tweet about their dating lives regularly. And I'm John, here to see fair play and do the sheepdog act of rounding people up and pointing them in the right direction. Uh, Daters, welcome. Hello. 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 So we're going to start with an alphabet of dating terms. And as this is episode one, uh, we're going to deal with A and B which seems logical enough so far. And A, of course, stands for apps, dating apps. So what dating apps do we like? What dating apps don't we like? I quite like Bumble. Um, I think it's the slightly classier version of Tinder, maybe. Um, (laughs) I quite like the fact that um, women get to message first, because I think... If they don't, no one bothers messaging at all and you just waste your time staring at a face. Um, and I would say the worst for me is Poff, Plenty of Fish. I've had some horrors on there. <laughs> yeah, I tend to agree on Bumble. I think it's, for me, um, I think it's had the, on balance, the, the highest calibre of um of respondents, if we can call them that. Um, you know, on balance, obviously, a few a few out of uh, left field as well um but yes i agree i think it's um with the you, you get lots of matches on happen or lots of crushes and you never ever hear from anyone so what's the point uh, that incidentally is the voice of siobhan and before that you heard tinder girl i should really have introduced you um delirious choice of apps because i know you're not particularly keen on any of them particularly right now no i'm not that is correct um only because the past experiences of probably being on them far too long um but um i guess my experience of them was probably again bumble was one of the better ones but i do think they've shifted so much in the last kind of couple of years um when i first started on the dating apps years ago um poff probably would have been my app of choice because that was the main one and tinder at that time had a rather seedy kind of um reputation for just being there for the one night stands but um that has kind of changed over time but i do believe that probably later on in your alphabet if power swiping comes up power swiping has been kind of the death of the dating app for me really because even swiping oh what's power swiping Power swiping is that delightful thing that people do where they actually don't bother to read anybody's dating profile on one oh, of the and just apps. swipe right on everybody? They just swipe right on everybody oh, and then they him. see I've who matches with, with them. <laughs> and, and then when they look at the... When they actually see who matches with them and they discover that, oh, no, I don't fancy the look of her, they just kind of 
delete you, by which time you've thought, oh, great, I've matched with somebody. How wonderful. Only to then find they suddenly disappear when you're halfway through a message to them. Yes, I wondered about that. I always thought they just swiped right by mistake. (laughs) 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 Because that happens if you're in bed falling asleep and you're like, oh, dear. You just watch them slowly expire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are occasions, of course, when somebody grabs your uh, your phone and, and just simply sweeps right on, on, on everything. Yep. And, and you end up with matches that you never intended, which is always acutely embarrassing. Is that the kind of thing that guys do down the pub like we used to be able to do? <laughs> Couldn't possibly comment. No one's been, no one's been down the pub for at least nine months, Siobhan, in case you hadn't noticed. Can I talk about the origins of these? Because I think that's quite interesting, because Hinge is an interesting one in that it was designed, and and Hinge was the operative word, because it was supposed to pick up on your Facebook friends of friends. That's where it originated from. And and now, of course, has a real problem because it needs a broader spread than that. Mm. Um, Happen was another one which fell foul, I think, of lockdown, because Happen was about whether your path crossed alongside somebody else. Yeah, you had, you had to physically else. leave the house. Exactly. And, and they realised that since nobody was leaving the house, connections were, were fairly few and far between. So they've just gone, well, you probably met this person, but you don't know about it. <laughs> well, I think they had I to change that because I, I kept getting matches with Amazon drivers and I hadn't been out of the but, you, but but I do hear women talk about Bumble being the most uh, uh, the, the most useful for them, the perhaps the 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 most uh, protective, shall we say? And my only problem with Bumble was that if you didn't have the conversation, if the woman didn't start the conversation, as happens quite regularly with matches, then of course you as the man were powerless to be able to do anything, and it just died a death. Yeah, but then you've probably dodged a bullet because if she can't be bothered to start the conversation, what's the point? But I appreciate when you like the look of someone and you're very frustrated that they haven't um, connected with you when there's clearly a match. That is, That can be very frustrating, but then it happens to us the other way around on, you know, on other apps. Delirious, you talked about Tinder being kind of still very down market. Do you still regard it as being like that? <laughs> um, no, not necessarily. I think there was a time when it was like that. I, I my experience, uh, I suppose, maybe last year or the year before, when I was using them more, um, would have been that Tinder was certainly the biggest biggest pool to fish from, if you like. Um, certainly, most you seem to have a lot more people on on tinder and no mm. i wouldn't necessarily that say that was the case i think they all come with those pitfalls of different people after different things and different people selling themselves as maybe not quite what they are um yeah, you know, I, think, I think with tinder i've only i've downloaded it twice and deleted it almost straight away because i just couldn't cope with the sheer volume of of profiles i mean it just you could be on there for days um, I, I, I really found it too difficult to navigate. Maybe it was just my demographic, but... Um, I don't know what it, it says about me then, because I've completed <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> well, you've actually got to the end of it. Yes, yeah, you've got no more. OMG! No OMG! Oh, oh, maybe I just haven't got the patience. Oh, well, I, well, love I, I, I love you, TG. I love you. I suppose, I suppose that, of course, you are directly connected name-wise to that app specifically. And I suppose yes. one should say it's not the only one that you use. Is that correct? 
Uh, no, it's not the only one I would endorse, John. All apps are viable <laughs> and valid. Um, but yes, we do share a name by amazing coincidence. Um, we were both named from the same um, place. Do you feel that it has a poor reputation? Do you think it is poorly judged? In talking to Joe Hemmings, who's the dating expert, she explained to me some time back that it's about 50% of people are seriously looking for a date. 25% are actually looking for, for just a shag. And 25% are there perhaps because they're married or they're just yeah. browsing or, or just looking around because they're vaguely interested but now have no intention of dating anyone at all. Yeah, it's a funny one. I, I think I've definitely seen some married men that I know on there and that's oh, always God, a bit... Oh, mm. it's so awkward, isn't it? And mm. I, did, I did actually say to the sister of the wife, actually, um, I'm just pointing this out. Um, and up to you what you, you do with that information and then some other people that I sort of know but don't know well enough to do it. But then you also get some profiles that quite blatantly say, I'm in a sexless marriage, I'm looking for someone on the side. I've seen quite a so few of those recently, actually, so maybe lockdown's forcing people to come out, out, out from undercover. It's not really the time to do it, though, is it? <laughs> Everyone's in a sexless marriage at the moment, even those of us sitting on our own. There we go, there we go. No, but just going back to your earlier, your statistics, John, I would have to say, as somebody who had worked in a very sort of male-dominated, alpha male kind of business my entire career, um, and, you know, dated far too many of them as well, and I use the term loosely, the, the refreshing thing I found about internet dating in general, and I started when it was sort of the Times newspaper encounters when you had to physically email people, and then, you know, recently, you know, in the last few years doing the apps, for me, the most refreshing thing about it was that with give or take, you know, one or two exceptions, the majority of people are genuinely looking for a relationship. And that, for me, has been one of the biggest positive things I've taken away from it all. Is that the case to Tinder Girl and Delirious? I haven't found it to be the case. I have to say, I haven't. I've been on the apps for two and a half years, and whilst I've met some nice people, and I've, um, I've also um, had some sort of relatively long-term casual relationships out of them. I haven't, um, I haven't met anyone that really is looking for a relationship, or maybe there's been one or two over the over the years. But we it, we just haven't been a match, so mm. I haven't found that. So vital question for everyone here is, and and summed up by the name of of one of the apps, Plenty of Fish, is it now difficult for us to actually spend time really getting to know someone because the moment we find that there is perhaps something we don't like about somebody, we know there's a hundred thousand people out there who are also looking for love that we can go back to and go, well, that one didn't work. Let's try this one instead. I call that the sweet shop mentality. Mm -hmm. And I believe very much that dating apps have kind of created that. It's it's you go into the sweet shop and you think, oh, lovely. Oh, well, I'll try this one and I'll try that one. You pick the best ones to start off with. But you don't realise that. And then what happens is further down the line, you're gradually, you know, you're, you're, you've taken the cream off the top, as it were, and uh, it's maybe not quite so good. But it is that you get into that place where it's sweet shop mentality. And I believe that's very mm. true from the men that I've spoken to who use dating apps as well, um, as, as well as women. I think there's a danger in using the apps to get into that place.
Well, there is this terrible, um, sorry, there is this terrible <clears throat> sort of pressure to fancy the pants off each other straight yeah. away. And so if you don't, you instantly think, well, I'll just go back and try again. Whereas in real life, if you met somebody at work or you met somebody socially, even if you didn't fancy each other straight away, you could grow on each other and you end up having a lovely relationship that wouldn't have happened if you'd met through a dating app. So, Siobhan, is it fair to say, therefore, that actually the apps are, in a way, their worst enemy? I think that's too harsh a criticism. I think that it depends on your mindset, you know, and whether you're prepared to put the hard yards in, as it were, with somebody where there is a connection that's maybe not, but then nobody's perfect anyway. But I think there is a sort of, there is a pressure there to sort of like somebody as much as you can straight away and not many people go back for a second or third day if it's not absolutely well. OK, so, so so to round this discussion up, if I may, given that we are still in lockdown at the time of recording this, perhaps envisage a scenario where we are never going to get out of lockdown and all we can do is date via apps. Starting with you, Tinder Girl, name the one app that you would choose if you had to and the one you would avoid. Bumble. I would choose, and plenty of fish I would avoid. Siobhan? Bumble I would choose. Um, I've never used plenty of fish. I would probably avoid Happen, because I just don't think it, it works as well. You don't well. have a thing for Amazon drivers? Not really. They're lovely guys and they do a fabulous job, but we probably wouldn't have a lot in common. And Delirious? Uh, Bumble, yes, would be my preferred choice. And I think probably Hinge would be the one I would avoid most. Thumbs up for Bumble, then, in that case. And that is A for apps. Let us move, then, in that case, to B being for beauty. And, and it actually picks up on a number of things we've already talked about, which is we know that Tinder is largely about that first picture that you see. So the more beautiful the picture, the more fabulous the camera is towards you, the more well disposed, perhaps, then the more chance of you getting a connection. Is that fair? Is it all about the beauty, Tinder Girl? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm afraid I can be horribly shallow on these things and, and, and it doesn't do me any favours. I'm, I'm definitely learning, especially if I've had a few glasses of wine, I can wake up the next day and go, goodness me, I wouldn't have anything in common with this person, but then I can see exactly um, why I have swiped. Um, so I need to be better at that. But Tinder has also started this awful thing where if it's a particularly good looking person and you've swiped right on them it says you've chosen someone who's really popular oh, would God. you like to upgrade so that you can catch their attention you have to send so them then, a super like you have to no you can't it's you actually have to pay pay to to Money. be put further up on their card swipey deck to get their uh, their attention and would you do that <laughs> absolutely not pay to be on on tinder absolutely not and and of course what you then find and i have matched with a few of these particularly special ones um is that actually they kind of know that they're particularly special because mm. they must have a really full inbox and um and they're just they kind of behave like players um in my experience. Siobhan, are you tempted by beauty? Obviously, visually, there has to be something. But no, actually, I have to say, I find really, really sort of classically, you know, model, good-looking guys a bit of a turn-off, if I'm honest. And a lot of the time, I will 
you know, there has to be something about the eyes, I think, or there's something about a photograph that speaks to you. But quite often, somebody who is perhaps not sort of classically good looking, but they've written a very interesting profile, then I would definitely swipe right on that because something about it appeals to me or intrigues me. Um, so, um, so, so I would definitely go for that. But I also think that, you know, men are much more visual creatures than, than women in general. It's a bit of a generalization. But if I think about some of the very nice men I've dated in real life and from dating apps, who've, you know, been obviously attractive to me and intelligent and good company, but seriously, if I had a big fat tummy like that, I wouldn't have got a swipe, let alone a date at all in the first place. So there's, I do think there's a bit of double standards that goes on as well. But I guess that's in life as well. I don't think the dating apps have got the monopoly on that. I would agree with that as well, actually, Siobhan. A, a good, a good humorous, but not trying to be funny, well-written profile does it for me more than photos, definitely, mm. when I have sure. a glass of wine. Yeah, because I, I remember having a very nice relationship with somebody who wasn't particularly classically good looking, but um, we matched. I liked what he wrote and I didn't particularly like his voice on the phone. So I was in two minds before I met him and we had instant chemistry when we met and had a great relationship. So I, that's why I think you've just always got to give it a whirl. If there's even a remote connection there, you just never know until you meet someone in the flesh. How confident are we about pictures? We know the old adage, of course, that so many of those pictures might well not be current. Do we still discover that that's a problem or is that something that was happening at the beginning of the dating apps? I, yes, I would say this, that for me, sometimes if they're too good looking, I almost automatically would swipe left because mm. I would be considered that, considering the fact that actually this wasn't a real profile picture and mm. um, or... Either that or I would just think, well, they're so out of my league, I'm not even <laughs> going to go there. So um, so I think we can all do that at times as well. So there's this fine balance between finding somebody that we find attractive to look at on that picture because we, we know that that's what we do. But equally, um, sometimes they can be too good looking and mm. it has the reverse effect. Well, certainly for me anyway. And I also mm. think, just judging from listening to other men who I know who do have said, I think women are much more guilty of the not up-to-date photographs than men. Equally, um, I mean, some of the men's profile pictures, I, I just want to shake them and say, "Yeah, oh, I know, get your like hair up the nose, for you. <laughs> or the, 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 or the just... camera up the nose with the nose <laughs> hair and the double chin." And they say they're a jolly person, and they've got a, a face that looks like well, just yes, but so but in, in, in contrast to that, I'll put the male perspective, which is all you girls do is take this picture from about. 18 inches above you to the side uh, <laughs> and very often with a bunny nose filter as oh well. Oh, God, never. Uh, the bunny nose filters I don't get at all. And men do that as well. Well, with bunny noses? On, yeah, honestly, I've seen them on men and women's profiles. That's just and scary. I just... Yeah. <laughs> but it's just up there with the fish and the Harley Davidson, isn't it? Oh, the fish. What is it the about fish. the fish? What is it about the bloody fish? I just don't get it. You've got to have a fish, you've got to have an elevator shot, you've got to have a hotel shot, and you've got to have sat in the front seat of my car with my um, oh, seatbelt on. Yeah, so I don't want to get too distracted on the styles of picture because we will talk about those later in Sorry, the series. Yeah. But I do want to talk about whether it is beauty that captures people's attention. If you are not charismatically gorgeous on camera, do you therefore suffer and you might not get the dates you deserve? Yes. 
Yes, yeah, because so, I think visually you have to be attracted by the picture in the first mm. place, but the more discerning of us, or should I say the older of us, maybe look at the um, what somebody has written more. I would definitely look at the picture first. Mm. The picture is always my starting point, um, not the write-up. I then go to the write-up. Mm -hmm. And if the, if it's a lovely picture but they haven't bothered to put a write-up, then it's going to be a swipe left as well. No, I, I agree, agree. too, because it's arrogant and yeah. lazy, isn't it? How difficult yeah. is it to fill in a few details? The interesting thing I would find is that those people who would swipe right on me are very, very rarely the sort of people that I'm attracted to. And dare mm. I say it, and I'm going to be controversial here, but you do occasionally look at them and go, ha! In your dreams, who think I would go <laughs> out with you? We all do that. We all do that. <laughs> and, and, oh, but we do. We all have a very too. high opinion of ourselves, don't we? Otherwise, no, we, we wouldn't do. be there. My other problem is that I'm very tall. So I'm five feet 11, but I kind of put five feet 10 just to not scare too many guys off. But the number of guys that approach me and they're five feet eight, it's just not going to happen. I well, mean, it's just that is a constant that goes on there, isn't there? And there's those people who understand why height is put as part of the vital information on a mm. pro profile, and there are those that don't. And you get these messages going, so I'm 5 foot 11. That seems to be important on here. Not sure why. And it's like, you haven't read the brief, have you? Look at the small print and you'll understand. Yeah, I mean, it's important to me for obvious reasons, but I understand that lots of 5 foot 2 women, because I've got lots of girlfriends who are 5 foot 2 who are married to guys who are 6 feet 4. That, to me, is a huge waste but anyway that's a whole <laughs> discussion but lots of small women like tall men yes there is of course one app which which matches people not on their looks and it makes um uh, it makes a, a particular point of, of of reminding potential subscribers that that's the case which is eHarmony it's designed to connect people on the psychology of their profiles more than anything else so the picture doesn't matter does that work, do you think, Delirious? I've never gone on to eHarmony. Uh, I wouldn't pay to go on a dating app. Um, I think it's, again, I think you're still in that trap where, unfortunately, the goalposts are in a different place to how they would be, and I use this, this term loosely, in real life. In real life, you meet somebody. There may not be that automatic connection, but that grows over a period of time. Mm. And, and with that, you become attracted to that person. eHarmony, from what I can understand, although it's still trying to 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 work on those basis or that basis rather, um, it doesn't. You're still the goalposts are still at that same point where you're meeting somebody with a view of I'm meeting you with a view to Am I going to date you? Am I going to mm. go into a relationship with you? So mm. you're still at that starting point mm. where you're looking for that that chemistry and that attraction at a point where in real life you wouldn't be even thinking about that. That's so it allows actually, that to yeah. develop and grow. You're sort of entering some weird contract, aren't you, with, with everyone that you match with or everyone that you go on a date with. I always think that the first dates are more like an interview towards a date <laughs> rather than a date of, you know... It, because otherwise, if you think of it as a date, you're constantly disappointed um, because you're... you're it's very rare that you meet another human being outside of the dating world where you're going, could you be my next relationship? Um, oh, which I is essentially... know. I think that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's where I'm going wrong, Siobhan. No, I'm just, maybe I'm just a lot older than you. <laughs> Beauty in your photographs is generally a good or a bad thing, do we think? Good. A good. 
Yeah, I think it has to be because how you're not going to go, oh, you're pretty awful, but well, let me give it a whirl. <laughs> you know, you know, like, let me let me just have some masochistic masochistic tendencies and just you know just stick pins in my eyes. Can I share at this stage the best photo I've ever seen? And I wish I'd taken a screenshot of it at the time. Where's um, a rather rotund gentleman um, naked in a tire? full of water surrounded by naked Barbies. Oh my God. <laughs> That's hysterical. That's sci psychologically so disturbing, I don't even know where to begin with that. <laughs> So that's A is for apps and B is for beauty. Before we finish, we thought we'd uh, highlight uh, our pick on a profile spot, uh, which is where we've grabbed hold of uh, a profile which has interested or amused us or might make us comment socially on whether it's a good idea. The one I've picked out is from Hinge, and Hinge has a, a set of questions which it asks people rather than getting you to write a profile from scratch. But you can therefore fill in the answers to the questions in the most imaginative way possible. And this particular person has put, in answer to the question which was posed by the app, unusual skills, she's put, sussing people out in the first two to five minutes. <laughs> Which, as a, as a bloke, did not endear me to her whatsoever. What does it do for you guys, and is it a sensible policy to put on your profile? Uh, do you know what I can't stand on any profiles is negativity. So as soon as you see, don't be this, don't be that, I, I, I'm straight away, and I would put that can suss people out in two to five minutes as... as as someone who's ready to dismiss you rather than embrace you. So it would definitely put me off. I think it would be a quick, short date, though. So I suppose that might that might encourage me because then you could line up a few in a night. <laughs> I have to say it was a complete negative for me because I thought, I don't want somebody who's looking to try and suss me out as if I've come from a starting point of lying in the first place. Well, exactly. I mean, you need to start on a positive note if it's going to have a chance of going anywhere, don't you? Any other profiles to pick on? So I've got one. I've chosen this one because it includes a lot of my most hated phrases. So <laughs> it starts with looking to find a nice person to connect with emotionally and physically. No dramas needed, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Was dramas, did dramas have an apostrophe? No, amazingly, <laughs> um, but it is one of my most hated phrases because you know the man that's causing it, that hates dramas is the man that's been causing them. Um, then, then it follows with "Have your shit together, please!" Four exclamation marks, rolling rolling eye emoji, like to laugh. Follows that. Enjoy nights out and nights in on the sofa. Oh. And I've got a big bugbear of enjoy nights out and nights in. So you just enjoy the night, do you? Well done. Um, <laughs> love travelling. Own eyebrows, please. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm, there's a lot of negatives there. Nights in and nights out I put in the same category as women putting as comfortable in wellies as in oh, high heels. Oh, God, I know. They're just so happy, don't aren't do they? It. Don't do it. It's not necessary. <laughs> it's not big and it's not clever. Or looking for my last first date. Oh, oh yeah! Phrases worst. you don't want to see or hear because they're unoriginal. Uh, that's where we need to wind it up, uh, ladies. Uh, and I only have one gentleman to refer to, and that's me. So um, I think I've survived <laughs> relatively unscathed. 
If you wish to ask us our opinion, or indeed you have a profile which has been brought to light that you'd like to make us aware of to tell everyone else about, you are very welcome to write to askdateadvisor at gmail.com. Ask Date Advisor being all one word. Ask Date Advisor at gmail.com and we will attend to your issue and uh, talk about it on the next edition. Delirious Dating Damsel, Tinder Girl and Siobhan, thank you very much indeed for your opinions. If you'd like to make sure you don't miss a single episode of this podcast, please do click on subscribe and don't forget to use the email askdateadvisor at gmail.com if you wish to add your contributions to our discussions in future weeks. In the meantime, good luck, stay safe on the apps, and goodbye.